Welcome to What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients with your host, Joel Miner. Listening to the show, you'll learn how to avoid the unnecessary pain and avoidable costs that commonly occur in the building and renovating process. Joel will also inspire you with his knowledge, experience and ideas on how to make your home a place to suit your lifestyle for years to come. <laughs> welcome welcome back to What Builders Don't Tell the Clients. I normally do this section, but uh, I thought I'd hand the reins over to Andrew this time, seeing as uh, it's not just me, it's Andrew from Quadrio Building Service as well. So we were just having a talk about a couple of things and... Um, Andrew had an initial and a meeting with some clients this week and he was saying about some of the things that I also experience quite often when, you know, people are sort of, you ask them the question of what do they want they go, oh, I don't really know or they don't sort of tell too much but I want it like this. And they sort of, eventually you dig dig deep enough, you do sort of start to find what they're after and there there is something. I find that a lot of people do have their minds set on what they want but I feel that some people aren't quite really good or well or don't like putting that explanation across yeah we had uh, yeah what Joel was saying I had a meeting this week with a client uh, and an architect and um, it was the first time we'd sat down a little bit differently because um, they've involved the architects not myself and it's a very uh, different sort of build it's a passive house um, which involves uh, a great deal more detail in the uh, planning stages and next and the construction pa- passive going to passive what is passive oh have we, have we got three hours <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, We've, give us a quick brief a overview passive, for... a passive house passive house is a, is a building standard that was developed in germany about 20 uh, 30 years ago uh and it is the highest building Current is currently the highest building standard on in the world, and uh, it's based on five key principles. So, um, super insulated walls and building envelope. I'm oh, sorry, super insulated, super insulated building envelope, high performance windows, um, mechanical heat recovery and uh, ventilation system, uh, super airtight construction, and uh, no thermal or a reduced amount of thermal bridges. Um, so what in in essence what you get is an incredibly energy efficient energy efficient home up to night in Australia it's about ninety percent saving on your energy bill. Um, so if you think about that, uh, you could be spending uh, depending on how many people live in the house. But if like the models are telling us for this house, there's only two people live in this house, but it's going to cost them I think it's one hundred and fifty dollars a year to run this house. Uh, that sounds ridiculous. And how, how can I do that? I get to, you know, people, people out there saying, oh, my mine's two grand a quarter and that sort of stuff. But it is possible. Trust me. It is. And it's it the, the level of, um, the level of detail and the level of uh, effort that needs to go into it is so far above the current Australian standard. It's not funny. Um, but the actual cost of it all is not that much more. It's about 15% more, expensive than a current um, new build but that money you outlay straight away um, in the construction phase is and given if you think about it as well given electricity prices in australia have doubled in the last five years if you think if and if you think they're going to slow down there that you've got something wrong Mm -hmm. um the money, like given, uh, there's some modelling uh, that's been done by the Passive House Institute, uh, by the Australian Passive House Association, that shows that even if um, 
uh, energy prices rise at two percent per year from now till forever, right? You would, on average, you would um, start to save money within seven years of building your building, your home. and if and that's only at two percent a year, and they've doubled in the last five, that's um, energy prices. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's how much they can save, and you get you not only get a super energy efficient home it uses 90% less less power than what you um, uh, would normally use in a conventional Australian home it all it's also super healthy it's dust it's virtually dust free because you don't actually ever have to open a window um, the windows are super sealed as well as being super insulated and because of the mechanical um, heat recovery and ventilation system there's constantly um, there's fresh air being constantly pumped into the house and circulated through the house. So it's, it pushes fresh air from outside, filtered fresh air from outside. So is there like filters in the house or is it just the way it's been? There's, fil- there's filters in, in there's a, these units called the mechanical um, ventilation heat recovery units. They have filters built into them and they, when they draw air from outside, they filter the air before it gets to the unit. And then they, um, it, it's very trippy actually. The, um, so what happens is if the if the air coming from outside comes into the, into this big box basically, and what happens is the airstreams, the airstream coming in, the airstream coming out of the house, they actually cross. They don't cross. They don't physically cross paths, but they go through a, um, to, they go through chambers which the energy where the energy um, uh, transfers between the two. So for example, if you've got the example they use is if the air coming in is zero degrees. And the air coming out of the house is twenty degrees. When they cross, they actually part. They actually um, so it's like a heat, heat exchange. Heat. Yeah, yeah, they exchange the heat and um, uh, the and the efficiency of that for these units has got to be at least seventy five percent. So you get what's at fifteen degrees. So the air that's coming in gets changed to fifteen degrees as it goes into as it gets pumped into the house. And in in um, in very cold climates, they use a preheater after that to push hot air into the house and they have there's, there's passive houses in in germany and canada and that sort of stuff where they get like minus 30 outside but they run a 1500 watt heater to heat the entire house so that's a hairdryer size right they heat the entire house <laughs> and it's minus 30 outside and 20 degrees inside the house so people building passive homes probably wouldn't need air cons or heaters in in Australia, in Australia, here in Sydney, anyway, here in Sydney, um, the the one we're modelling at the moment, the one we're designing, well, we're involved in the design at the moment, um, does not need a heater. Will never will not need a heater throughout winter, and will only need will need a split system air conditioner, and uh, and will only need it because uh, the passive house planning portal, which is the software that designs the, um, or, or uh, you put your all your parameters into. Um, which is a big, basically a massive Excel spreadsheet that costs a billion dollars, um, but every passive house designer or architect needs needs it to to be able to certify it. Um, uh, it's telling us that they'll only need um, a split system air conditioner. It's a two hundred eighty square meter house. They only need just one split system air conditioner for uh, I think it's forty eight days of the year. Yeah, right. So they have programs that sort of work all this stuff out. Yep. Yep, yep. Yep. Yeah. It's a massive. It's a. It's basically it's a huge Excel spreadsheet with a million different tabs on it. I have seen it. I haven't actually used it because I'm not the designer. I'm just the builder. But I have seen it being used and shown how it how it all goes together. And they, um, uh, it, 
uh, it's an amazing piece of gear, and it's it's constantly being refined by the International Passive House Institute in Germany, um, and it's being it's been refined over the last thirty years. So that's um, insane. I feel I feel like yeah, a lot of the Europeans absolutely. and everyone else is like way ahead of our times. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, we're in in Australia. We are archaic in the way we build homes, um, and the level of the level of construction in the states in the us and in europe and especially in germany and that sort of stuff and, and switzerland and that stuff is just unbelievable compared to ours it's just unbelievable yeah. like it, like there's it's, it's the norm it's like we're here in for example these triple these um high performance windows we we're just talking about that need going to these passive houses one is they're super airtight sealed and two they're usually triple glazed you think that's over the top here in Australia because we only we don't you know ninety nine percent of the time people only put in single glazed. My window over there is only single glazed, yeah. um, which is which works fine. But you got to think the R value of that window is like point two. So R value. R value okay. is the um, yeah, it's the thermal resistance. Technically, it's the thermal resistance of of a material. Um, so how much does it uh, um, stop the heat from coming in, basically? Yeah. If you go to Bunnings, you look, you look at the insulation section, they give you R1.5, 2.0 bats, yep. glass wall bats, the earth wall bats that you see in Bunnings. There, there are you know, 1.5 up to you know, 5 or 4.5, where there's sort of stock in Bunnings, it depends on the size of your Bunnings. But um, yeah, your normal window in your house, single glazed window in your house, even if you've got low air glass, like good good quality glass for Australia, is only going to get you about a half, is a 0.5 of, an, of one R. Uh, so what, comparing passive to standard house, what like, you know, you said nine star energy efficiency, what would be your standard house, like normal house energy rating? Three. Yeah, right. Yeah. 70, so you're three, three times as much. Yeah, seventy five percent more efficient than a normal house. Um, yeah. It's it, it's measured differently, so it's it, it, um, they run on. It's a bit technical. It's a bit hard to understand, but they run on um, uh, fifth or ten kilowatt hours uh, per square meter per annum. Yeah, ten kilowatt hours per square meter per annum to cool a house. In a warm climate, which is basically here in Australia, yeah. So you see, it's 10, 10 kilowatt hours per year. How many kilowatt hours? If you go and look at your if people go and look at their energy bill, how many kilowatt hours you use in the last I, three I, months? I think everyone, no one looks at the kilowatts; they look at the dollar figure at the end of the bill. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's like, oh, my bill was eight hundred dollars this quarter. Shit. Yep. Yep. So, you use hundreds, yeah. hundreds of kilowatts, hundreds of thousands of kilowatts, thousands of kilowatts a year to run your home as it is now, to heat cool your home as it is now. And these are just for like, um, for example, with the with the R rating, as we were just talking about the the R rating in this in in like um, I'm quoting a job just before um, the R rating in the wall, the R rating of the wall build up, so stud work. With with a with the insulation bat in it, um, a cavity and then brickworks to standard you know brick construction here in Australia. The, the um, build up is R two or two point one yeah. or something. Um, in the passive house that we're that we're involved in at the moment, it's R five. Yeah, right. So we've doubled. So, that's how- so, so R rating is basically just like a measurement, like a like a yeah, it's a measurement a measurement of how how well insulated your your build up or or a or a um, 
product so, is. So, so I could guess you could just rate it from like as in one to ten. So obviously the higher the yeah. higher the rating, the better the insulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Which is but obviously going to be thicker. Yeah. If you want to get super technical, it's worked out by the um, thermal conductivity of the um, uh, of the product or blanket product itself, or, yeah. or the material that it's made from, yeah. um, and then they times that by the um, by the thickness. Yeah, and that gives you that gives you the R value, and then everything in passive has worked in the U value, which is a bit which is the inverse of the R value, which we get a bit technical, but. Um, that's how it's worked out. So the lower the U value, the better the better your um, um, to the high, higher the R value, the better insulation. The lower the U More value, energy energy efficient yeah. the house will be. Is it yep. is this are they a certification for? Yes. Um, like is it is it just like a you build a passive house that's it, or is there a certain process that a passive house has to go through? Yes, the passive house a passive house has to be designed as a passive house from day dot. It can't be because it has to be that well thought out and the and the standard that it's got to be built to or designed and then built to is so stringent and the formulas to get it are so because you you calculate the the passive house planning portal so the, the software that that calculates um, that uh, that models the, the home to start or the house to start so with. like a designer designer would do that stuff yes, hey, and they've yeah. got to be, they've got to be a certified designer yep. To, to build to do a passive house and then you've got to be a certified tradesperson to build the passive house and then the, then the actual um, certification of the passive house needs to be certified by a specific passive house certifier of which there are only two in Australia yeah, right. um, so it doesn't that, but then that the, the, the certifier doesn't need to be in Australia and that, the only person that needs to be in Australia is that is the, the builder uh, tradesperson obviously yeah. um, so can't can't go see any designer it has to be passive house yeah, or someone who specializes in that for designing yeah. um there's lots of, surprisingly there's lots of them out there there's more, there's more there's there's three times more designers than our trades people at the moment so you're right you know the builders listing yeah um and then can't be any builder has to be a passive someone who's specialized so so how do people find out like is there a way they can find out if they're certified yeah, yeah. for that? So the builders, the builders and designers are going to be a passive house certified tradespeople or passive house certified designer, and uh, it's really really simple actually. You can just jump onto the um, Australian Passive House Association website, and they've got a list of all the all the contractors, all the all the um, tradespeople, and all the designers there. Yeah, um, and the and the two um, certifiers. So, where are they? Are they in? Like a strict one of the state in New Zealand. Yeah, in Australia. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, uh, there's one in Victoria. Actually, I think they're both in Victoria. Yeah, really. So I'm assuming they must the Victoria, do a lot of it Victoria's online with certifications. Yeah, Victoria, yeah. especially considering it's a bit colder down there than here in Sydney and in Rocky. Yeah. Um, uh, they're they've taken it up a bit quicker than we have here in Sydney. So in Sydney, there's only there's three passive houses in Sydney, all of Sydney. Yeah. Five so, million people. They're bit, I guess they're fairly quite well, quite new to the market. I, I actually was talking to one of the girls at the gym a few weeks ago. They're looking at building a new house and something come up about passive house. And I was talking to her about it and I actually had a conversation with Sam Vivers from Viva Homes uh, a few, well, probably a couple of months ago now. Yep. And I did a podcast with him and he was saying, because obviously they specialise in a very similar style of home. Well, not style, but completely different style but sort of, same co- sort of concept sort of energy efficiency yeah so they, they had something crazy like nine star energy efficiency they built houses out of straw bales 
Yep. Insane. So cool. Um, who would have thought you could build a house out of straw bales? But he was saying it wasn't just about, you know, people buying, like people buy a block of land and they go, so oh, we want to go build a passive house. But some of the blocks of land and where you need to situate, situate a house on that block can drastically change the cost of things. And also you could end up with a block that may not even work if you don't buy the block that's suited to that particular, I think you said northern, If correct me if I'm wrong, but northern facing was the one yep. you want. You want to face your house in the northern direction? There, there's a little bit of a, um, that, uh, there's a bit of a misconception in that uh, for passive house itself, if, if you, um, what's it, I remember I listened to that chat with Sam, we've, he and I have chatted about that too. Um, for um, his, his, um, Energy efficiency. A lot of a lot of his efficiency for his buildings um, relies on what he what they call pass, passive solar design. So it's using the sun's energy to heat the home, yes, basically. So that's right. yep. facing yep. facing having having your living areas facing north, which everybody should be doing anyway, because you get more natural light into your house, and that makes your house feel nicer, and you have a better life because it, because you get more natural light in your house. So that's his. Uh, that sort of design is, is great design. Don't get me don't get me wrong, but um, for passive house, having a north in the southern hemisphere, having a north aspect, and in the northern hemisphere having a southern aspect, is not critical. The, the it, it helps. Don't get me wrong. It helps when it's when in a cool climate to get that that um, uh, direct sunlight into the building. It helps to it helps to heat the building, but it's not critical. And here in Australia, because we're such a warm climate anyway, apart from you know places in Victoria and, and southern New South Wales and, and in Tassie, um, where we don't where passive houses don't need much heating because they actually uh, because they're so well insulated they'll actually over their problem is overheating not underheating. Um, they need to uh, the north the north light actually need to shade it in summer. So we need to build big enough eaves to shade those windows in summer so we don't get so much solar gain, solar heat gain, it's called. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's not, it's in, in terms of passive house, it's not critical. If you've got a south facing block or, or you're living, or that's where you want, that's where your view is, for example. If to the south, so you've got a valley view or a nice backyard that faces south and you want to put all your windows to the south, it's fine. Yeah, that'll work. It'll, it'll make things a little bit more difficult. You're gonna to have to do a couple more, couple of different things to to get it to work, but it's not it's not the end of the world. Yeah. So yeah, so I guess slightly different in home styles and 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 things like that. But I guess what what you're saying is having the passive home is going to be that well sealed and insulated anyway. It sort of doesn't really matter where the heat or cold is coming from. Um, no, it's going to stay know. out. And yeah. and I actually remember a conversation with you not long ago about. They're like you were saying they're air tested or flow tested or pressurized, yeah, yeah. So, basically. Yeah, one one of those one of those five pillars of it is is super airtight construction. So they're sealed, and then they're tested with what they call a blower door. So a blower door, if you look up blower door, if you just Google blower door, you'll see you'll see it. What they do is they um, a blower door test. They do them a lot, lots and lots and lots in the states, um, and it will it here in Australia it will become the norm very very quickly. I'm pretty sure. Um, so what they do is they seal up all the or uh, before they put any plasterboard on the walls or anything like that. They seal up all the windows, so shut all the windows, shut all the doors and stuff to the outside. Seal up the air vents for the uh, mechanical heat recovery ventilation system, and all the plumbing traps, 
and then they pressurize the house. They put it over the front door, take the front door out. So it's like a, like a big fan. Yeah, they put a, they basically put a bit of plastic tape, over the front tape door. Tape up the front door. Put a fan in it. That's right. Yep. And then they pressurize the house. Well, they do it both ways. <clears throat> Excuse me. They pressurize and depressurize the home. Um, and what they do is they measure how airtight the building envelope is. Um, and for a passive house, they've got a bit, what they do is they measure it in air changes per hour. So how basically how many times in one hour does the entire volume, air volume of the house change? So if it if 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 the entire air volume in the house is three thousand cubic meters, and in and in one hour it changes six, if in one hour you get six thousand liters or six thousand cubic meters of of uh, air that changes, that's two air changes per hour, if you will. Yes, because it's double the amount of of the actual volume of the house. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so there'll be a standard. So a standard set. So three. Say for example, three thousand was the standard of the house. Volume it's, of it's, cubic yeah, three, meters three, three is the volume of the house, and then and, it, and in one hour, it, it, the fan measured that it, that six thousand went, went past in. the fan or went in. Yeah, right. Then that's two air changes per hour. Yeah, right. Right. For passive house, the standard for passive house is 0.6 of one. So a quarter, a quarter. So three thousand would be something around seven, seven, eight hundred. Yeah, yeah, a bit more eight, nine hundred, nine, yeah, nine, nine, yeah, seven, eight hundred, yeah, eight, oh, it's eight, eight hundred, yes. So if it's three thousand, if you if the home had a capacity of three thousand cubic meters, then there would be have to be less than eighteen hundred flows through in that hour, through in that one hour. And if it doesn't, oh. what and what happens if it doesn't? You have to work out where it's leaking. <laughs> Soapy water and a spray and, bottle. And it's, done, it's and it's done like a blow door test on a on a on a passive home is done at least four times. Yep. So you're checking every stage of before yep. you get too far involved. Yep. yep. And what we've what I've been told um, doing the passive house um, certified passive house tradesperson course is that um, every every certified passive house tradesperson should own a blower door. Yeah, so you can test it yourself whenever you want. And, then, and whenever, you, whenever you get a trade through, you can check it. Yeah. You just chuck, chuck it on. It takes 10 minutes to, to throw on. You turn it on. And it takes another half an hour to, to, you know, to measure it all. And then away you go. And then you can check it straight away. It's like, no, it's, it's too high. You need to go and tape this up, all that sort of stuff. So, someone's um, dug a hole somewhere. Yeah, it's right. Someone's put a hole in the, <laughs> someone's put a hole in the, in the air, tight, air tightness line. Um, yeah. Which has to be treated like, um, how can I put it? Uh, it has to be treated like a pin cushion. Like you cannot, you cannot put any hole in it whatsoever. If you do, you've if, got to seal it, has it. To be, it. Has to be super, super well installed. For one, it has to be very carefully installed. It has to be taped to between surfaces and up to windows and that sort of stuff. And there's, there's companies that there's uh, two big companies in the world that make a, an airtight barrier. Um, Sega from Switzerland and uh, Proclima, which is from Germany. And what happens is that what we do in terms of construction wise, we build a build a, basically build a stair stub frame on the outside of the house. Uh, and then we wrap the inside of the house so the inside, which we would normally, you know, here behind me, we would put normally put plasterboard straight on on the frame, on the inside. Well, prior to doing that, we wrap that in the in the um, air tightness barrier, and then we actually batten the wall out, and then put the 
um, uh, the plasterboard for that because what it does is protect the airtightness layer from the plasterboard for one. And two, it gives us a cavity with the batten, 45 mil batten, gives us a, a cavity to rub the... Um, and let, it, let it breathe and everything else that goes with it. Well, it doesn't need to breathe. That's that's a common misconception as well. Houses don't need to breathe. You need to be able to control... In Australia, it's in Australia. It's not overly. It's not that critical because we've got such a good climate that stuff stuff dries out really easily. But with more apartment builds and apartment buildings and that sort of stuff being built, um, especially well, especially here in Sydney, um, the the need for good ventilation is key, and that's how that's that's the the house needs to breathe, but you need to be able to control the breathing because if you don't control it, how often do people see mold on the ceiling in their bathroom? Yeah, quite often. Because it's not ventilated properly. Beach is a great if, one. If you got, got, yeah, that's right. If you got mold in your in your bathroom, it's because you haven't left the leave the window open enough. Or you if you go out, if you, and, that, and that's not possible for some people. You know, they go out to they have a shower in the morning and they go to work. So you got to shut you got to shut the window, otherwise people otherwise someone might break in. Yeah. You know, which and that's and that if that's that's how how it is. That's how it is. Expect to get mold on it. No matter, no matter how much mold-free paint you do, you do, you'll get mold on the ceiling. Yeah, you're leaving you're leaving hot, moist air in in on the surface, which is going to condensate. And over time, uh, if it condensates for more than three days in a row, you'll get mold. You'll get mold um, growing. So the whole purpose is the house. Yes, the house does need to breathe, but you need to be able to control it. And in a passive house, it's controlled by the mechanical heat recovery and ventilation system. That let the air in. Yeah, what's it? What it does is it, it draws air from outside. It's a very, very tiny fan that runs on about fifty bucks a year. That's how much. It, that's how much it costs to ventilate your home properly. When it's properly air sealed, it costs it costs you fifty dollars per year to run this unit. So it's bugger all. And what it does is it draws air from outside, filters it, goes through the heat exchanger as we explained before, and then what it does is it supplies it into your living areas. So your living room your lounge room, your bedrooms, your office, um, uh, you know, your TV room, whatever, whatever. And then what it does is it draws the air and exhaust. So where it draws the air from inside the house is your service room. So your kitchen, your bathroom, yeah. your store, your laundry, that sort of stuff. So what you get, and it draws that out, filters it before, before it gets to the unit again, because you get grease, especially from the kitchen, you get grease and, dirt whatever in in the system so it filters it again and then it pushes it out the house out of the home and away it goes yeah, right. so what you get is um because you don't have to open a window to let the air in to let fresh air and you're getting fresh air all the time you get a dust free home you get a pollen free home you get no contaminants in your air you can even connect. It's very, very simple to connect a HEPA or a HEPA filter to that system, so you can actually filter out um, smoke. So for bushfires, all the bushfires that happened in the earlier in the year. Can you believe it was only six months ago or seven yeah. months ago? Um, what a crazy time! You can actually, yeah, you can actually filter all that air out. Your coronavirus won't get through a HEPA filter. <laughs> better, than, better, than, better than a face mask. <laughs> So you actually have a healthier home because it's um, because it's ventilated. It will, your home won't smell. You know, your kitchen smell all the time. You cook, you know, you cook pork or something. Or you cook, you cook something. It smells the whole house out. The whole house smokes out. The whole house out doesn't happen in a passive home because the home, the house is being 
fed with fresh air constantly and it's being filtered. The air that's going out is being filtered and getting expelled from the house. So it never smells. It's never steamy. It's never smoky. It's clean air, fresh air. Clean, air, fresh energy air. Energy efficient. It's warm when it's, regu- when it's regu- cold. Yeah, cold when it's does, hot. It doesn't get cold. And they don't get, well, in Australia, they do, get, they do overheat a little bit, but it doesn't it takes sweet bugger all to cool them down. Because they're so energy efficient. Because the thing is as well, it might be 45 degrees outside, but a passive house is between 20 and 25 degrees year round. Yeah, that's you wouldn't the, need aircons or heaters. Yeah. So even even if it's 45 degrees outside, you you might need an air conditioner, but you only need it for like two hours. Get it on, get the, the heat, cut the house to a temp and that's it. Effectively, you've built a fridge. Yeah. You've built a big fridge. <laughs> there you go, so folks. Effectively, effectively, that's what it is. You've it's built a big a really fridge, really well but, you but you get a ventilator. And its temperature is controlled by the... Basically yeah. itself. Yeah, that's true. That's so, right. There you go, folks. That's a uh, bit of information about a passive head. I'm sure Andrew could go on about this all night. That's but um, three hours. You know where we are for the socials. So if you do have any questions about this, please reach out, um, comment, post, like, what, whatever you've got any questions, post them, then we can uh, do our best to help. So we will Happy see you all next week. See ya. That's it for this week's episode of What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients, brought to you by Refined Space Constructions. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thank you for listening.